Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Thursday. We are so close. You guys, you, do you smell that? I smell it. It smells like Friday. She's around the corner. We only got one more day to make it through before it's the Blessed Friday. And for that, we have no choice but to be grateful. And you know what else it smells like? Toastoween tomorrow. Oh my God, yes. Halloween toast, the favorite day of the year. Jackie and I have been working on something. We got a little... We've been cooking it up in our bowl like hocus pocus. Trick up our sleeve. And we think you're really going to enjoy it. So make sure you... If you're a podcaster, I might want to switch over to YouTube for tomorrow because it's going to be very visually pleasing. Yes, it's going to be some really, really really fun stuff. Now, I heard a very, you know, unconfirmed rumor that you have an announcement to make. I have an announcement to make. I've been waiting like a few weeks to make this announcement. I just wanted to make sure, you know, everything went as planned. Mm -hmm. But my announcement, which most people have guessed, is that Zach and I have gotten a puppy. Yes. He is the cutest little man of all time. You got him yesterday. We got him yesterday. So I didn't want to say yesterday, like yesterday, just in case. But I've been with him for the last 24 hours. We've been vlogging the whole experience. And we are making a video for our Patreon if you want to know how it's been going. And um, can we get a name reveal? Yes. So you'll you'll see our journey to this name on the vlog because it's like 99% confirmed. But we're still... Um, we're still trying to make sure his personality matches Fits. his name, you know, because we don't want to be calling him something that's just not him. But right now his name is Bruno. Which I love. Me too. I mean, it's like the perfect name for Zach and I to name a puppy, but I just need to make sure it's the perfect name for the puppy. For Bruno. Right. So, but we've been calling him Bruno. I call him Bruno Sweets. Bruno. Bruno Pacemma. He's Pacheman. so cute. I'm actually going over right after this to see Bruno. Because no one has met him yet. I'm just so excited. It's going to be bring me back to my early motherhood days, you know? Yeah, no, he's such a, a little puppy, like such a little man. And he really is so similar to Magnolia and Theo. His coloring, I'm like, I... By the time you're listening to this, I will have posted the photos on my Instagram, so head over there. His coloring is the same as Theo, mm -hmm. but he's a lot more red than Theo. He's probably like 80% red, 20% white, making him like really a fusion between Theo and Magnolia. A hybrid. So I think like the three of them together, it's just going to be cuteness overload. No, it's going to be overwhelmingly stunning for everyone. And I'm just so excited to welcome Bruno into the family. I mean, anytime the family expands, we now we're like a brigade of three dogs, which is just crazy. Like, we're, it's going to be very hard for us to travel. But I'm just, it's such a wonderful day. And I love welcoming a new puppy to the scene. 
Yeah, it's just yesterday was so special. Tell Obviously, me about the moment. Tell me about the moment you went to LaGuardia. Yes, we picked him up. And he was like so cute. He was obviously like a little confused, a little scared. So we were just like in the car with him, soothing him. We brought him into the apartment and it's been raining in New York. As you can tell, it looks like 8 p.m. outside. It does. And so we made, we've made the decision for like these first few days. He's not going to be leaving our house because I've been reading this book on Cavaliers. Now that like Zach is all in on the Cavalier life, which we talk about in the vlog, because if you've been following for a while, you know that he, it was, took him some he time. was all out for a while. Yeah. So we've been reading this book that just talks about how the first few days are very important so we've literally been like nesting and just trying to get him comfortable like walking at his pace with so his much little love. legs like trying not to carry him everywhere in the house like letting him discover mm -hmm. the house and so he's been like peeing and pooping wherever he pleases but and is that your worst nightmare um no yes obviously it's like our house doesn't smell like it did two days ago but it's it's worth it for all the love that it brings did I not tell you that no and I've always known that I've just I'm now good and ready. And so yesterday, and I'm just glad to see that he's peeing and pooping, you know, like that right, things, things are, are working, things are working. And so it's, it's, you know, a constant work in progress and he has a, a long way to go, but we're going to do the work and I'm really excited. It's the start of a really just beautiful journey for you. I'm so happy for you. And you know what? I feel like some things are just like meant to be and your love for Theo while I'm so, like, I'm going to miss it. And it's not going anywhere, but you have more energy to channel to yeah, Bruno. I think, like, I had too much love for Theo. Like, it was spilling over and, like, there was nowhere for it to go. No, and it was, like, at that point, like, if you love a dog so much, like, you need one. Like, I know. And I've needed one for a while, and I finally have one. It's very exciting. And, like, last night, we were on my bed, like, reading the book for the Redheads, and he was just, like, sleeping next to me. And it's, like, this is what I've been dreaming of. Yeah. And it's just really exciting. I'm very happy for you. Thank you. And he's so cute. And I cannot wait to meet him. Like, I'm literally rushing through the show so I could go home and meet him. Yeah. And he'll be joining the Pups With No Job Instagram account. It's just going to be, like, super premium content per usual. He's just, like, the cutest man. Bruno Sweets. He's TCM. The cutest man. He's the cutest man. Um... Well, it's just very exciting, and I'm so glad everyone guessed it. And Everyone knew, and it's not that I was, like, really trying to be, like, secret project-y. It's just, like, I don't like to say things before they happen because I just feel like it's kind of a jinx. I'm, like, superstitious yeah, about that. Yeah, you are. So it's not that I didn't want to say or I wasn't excited. I just wanted to make sure, like, everything went as planned, everything went smoothly. People had some other funny guesses. Like, some of the guesses, I was like, I fucking wish. Like, people were like, no, she definitely bought a house on a farm, like, in the suburbs. Oh, yeah. And oh, my I God, was I fucking like, wish. Oh, no, no. Now I need to go do that. Well, now that we have three dogs, like it wouldn't be right to not get them a vacation home. No, I know. I'm so excited for when the three of them get together. Like it's not going to happen for a while because I don't want to overwhelm him. Like mm -hmm. I really want him to just like be really comfortable um, because I think in the long run it'll pay off in droves like Theo, like the most independent man alive, Theodore Fichemin. And just like the most perf Chemin, like it doesn't get better than Theo, but I hope you can get close. No, I know. And I was reading this book on Cavaliers and how you should like train them and treat them and how much dependency versus codependency. And he it pretty much like spelled out what Theo went through, went through and like what his journey has been and like where Theo is today is like the goal for all. It's Cavaliers. the byproduct of all the work you put in in the first year. Like puppy years are so important. Yeah. So I'm really just trying to do all of the right things right now. And we're just enjoying our time. So it's been really exciting. Woke up super early, but I think you're about to become like, if it's possible, even more of a homebody. Yeah, no, I mean it's not possible, which is why I've needed a little man. Yeah, and if I don't, I don't want to even put it out there, but 
if we go into like a wave three lockdown, joy. Joy to the world. Bruno is here. Bruno is fucking here. Let every pub know of Bruno. Let Theo and Magnolia sing. Let Theo and Magnolia sing. Let Theo and Magnolia sing. Hey. Um, so congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, can I give a little personal life update? Sure. I, it's kind of a big deal. I have recently gotten into napping and I wish this was something I really started like when things were real lockdown. Cause now it's like, we're sort of transitioning back to regular life and it's like a weird time for me to be taking up like midday naps. But when I was in college, I used to take like a two hour nap every single day. It was the best part of my day. And then of course, like I got busy with, you know, my bustling career and I just couldn't do that anymore. But I'm now two days in a row napping. Yesterday I napped, get ready, for three hours. And then I went back to sleep like after dinner, like at a very normal time. And it's, it's a wonderful thing, especially in these unprecedented times. I think that naps should really be made a priority for everyone. Yeah, I've taken like a handful of naps in this situation and they've always been nice they can sometimes be a little disorienting of course and they sometimes like wake up with anxiety and like I feel my phone buzzing like through my sleep and it's mm-hmm. just like kind of torture but when you hit that right nap then nothing better Presto, buongiorno, it's Bruno. I think what I've really struggled with during quarantine is coming to the realization of like how long the days are there's just so many hours and when you nap through like three of them it really makes it go by faster oh well that too was Theo napping with you that is a good question I don't know. It was such a deep nap. Like, I don't remember. I want to say would, no. That would make it just the creme de la creme. I know, but I actually don't think that he was. But when we fell asleep last night, like, Theo's nose was truly between my butt cheeks. And, like, <laughs> it was amazing. Like, he just happened to, like, really just, like, squirrel into my ass. And I, like, wasn't mad about it at all. It was, like, really just a beautiful moment between mother and son. That's nice. Maybe, like, he knew in his heart and soul, like, he was getting another cousin. And he was like, thank you, mummy. The people who think that Theo was my human son are, like, her kid put his nose up her ass. <laughs> LOL. Oh, also, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I have a book coming out. No. It's called, yeah, yeah, no. Did you not know? No, no, I didn't know. Oh, my God, that's so crazy. You've been busy with the dog. Like, yeah. I understand. But my let me mind's tell you, been elsewhere. Let me tell you a little bit about it. It's called Girl with No Job, The Crazy Beautiful Life of an Instagram Thirst Monster. It's really just like an overarching 10-chapter book about my life, my career, personal life, dealing with the death of my father, body image, meeting Ben, breaking into comedy, cancel culture, a lot of really interesting things that... Even if you listen to this podcast or you're a Patreon member and like you know everything about me, there's so much more to know. I'm just like a constant, you know, source of knowledge and information. And the book, yeah, it's available on Amazon for pre-order. Um, pre-order is actually really important for authors, especially first-time authors, because, you know, uh, at certain retailers like Barnes & Noble, it's really hard to get on the shelves. But if you have very strong pre-order numbers, pre-order hardcover, Kindle, any format, ebook, um, it really helps, you know, me get to like the airport, you know, and that's like my goal. I'm trying to get to the airport. Yeah. So girlwithnojob.com slash book or if you just head over to my Instagram there's tons of links in my stories and the link in my bio I'd really appreciate any support as this is my first book and you only get one chance to be a first time author so again girlwithnojob.com slash book really appreciate all the support thus far it's really been overwhelming that's beautiful speaking of books I just finished a book for the redheads we're recording today so if you have questions about the book email the redheads book club at gmail.com and for the redhead stands I just want to assure you like there will be a girl with no job book episode in January just in time for the release and I'm really looking forward to like just diving into it like we don't hold back no I know and I'm honestly like nervous I feel like it's like going on the view for books no it is the view for books and you will be the first author that we've ever invited 
on the show. You know what's so interesting is how we always talk about here, like how we like label ourselves. Like, are we influencers? Are we podcasters? And it's like my whole life has been leading up to like I'm an author. Yeah. And I think that's how I'm going to be addressed moving forward. You think so? I think I'm going to have to get my PhD. I mean, doctor, no job. Doctor Fichemin. Yeah. He has his PhD. He's actually getting a haircut today, which is his favorite time of day. Oh, my God. That's when he's the best in the biz. It, it, truly. His groomer uses the most amazing, expensive shampoo. I think it's called, like, Le Pooch. It's, like, literally <laughs> so expensive. And I, I went to buy it once, like, because I give Theo baths, like, not as in-depth as she does. But it was, like, so expensive. And I'm like, you're using Tresemme, like, get in the bath. Like, yeah. But when she does it, it's, like, a real treat, you know? Wow. That's exciting. I can't wait to see him whenever I do yeah. for that special moment. And hopefully, we're hoping that Bruno and Theo can meet maybe this weekend. I'll yeah. see where his disposition's at. Let's take the, Let's not rush. You know, we yeah. have a lifetime ahead of us. I know. Very exciting. Very exciting. So, with all the excitement behind us, I think it might be time. Okay, let's go. To get into the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> And that's true, and I, I would be silly to even argue with that, so wow. let's leave it at that. Okay, well, first of all, everyone is talking about The Bachelorette, Clara Crawley's decision to not be The Bachelorette any longer. A Bachelorette executive went on Nick Vile's podcast. And People is, are raving about the episode. And is spilling some tea, truly. Okay. So ABC's entertainment Rob Mills appeared on the former Bachelor Nick Viles podcast on Wednesday, where he acknowledged that producers knew from the start that Claire's season would be unpredictable. Not this unpredictable, right. however, he said. He said it became clear that Claire's season couldn't continue on as usual when she decided to not give out a rose at the end of a group date that did not include Dale, choosing instead to give the rose to herself. At the time, it was sort of controversial, he said. This was the time when we started thinking, oh my God, like we've really got to start thinking about this, when she didn't give out that rose and just gave it to herself. Nick said, I felt like I saw that coming. It's like Dale's not on the state. I'm not, just not going to give a rose. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Mills said, right, that was it. That was it, and that was when we started making the call to pivot. Right, yeah. I mean, to, I feel like part of me is like, Yes, it was very obvious that the season couldn't go on. But I know that the producers of The Bachelor, like, make people do things all the time. And part of me thinks they could have just, like, made Claire pretend for the rest and, like, just edited it all together to, like, a shitty season, which I'm actually glad that they didn't do. But, like, there was a way to make this work. Yeah. They have forced people to do worse but things. But then, so say she didn't give it to anyone. And then they were like, no, Claire, you have to go give it to someone. Like, all of those guys would have been, and especially whoever got it, would mm -hmm. have been like, oh, fuck this. But they wouldn't you have shown us that. No, but, like, you could feel morale. Like, yes. at a certain point, like, people, there's only so much movie magic you can do. Yeah, and, you know, morale has been, like, a, a really interesting concept on the show because I feel like because everyone was quarantined for six months, they were more excited than usual to, like, start the season. So we only started, like, we started at a record high morale in Bachelor, like, history, and we've also achieved a record low. Yeah. Also, I feel like if they had continued the season, like anytime she went on a one-on-one -on -one date, if she's so in love with Dale and thinks he's her fiance, like she probably wouldn't have kissed anyone else. Yeah. And so then we're only seeing like these makeout scenes of her and Dale and she's not kissing anyone. And it's like, what is like also the viewers, you know? Yeah, no. There's only so much you can get away with. And I hate when you can tell when a season is so heavily edited. Some are much more edited than others. I think like in recent history, the most edited one I remember was Nick Viles. How like we felt so confused. Remember that volleyball date where like half the girls went home and they like never even addressed it. It was so edited and it was meant to protect, I think, Vanessa Grimaldi in the editing because they didn't want her to be the villain because then she ended up winning. And I feel like they had something to prove like when they, they didn't want Nick to come out as the bad guy because so many people were like, Nick sucks because of like the whole Andy Dorfman drama. So 
I'm actually glad that we were spared like such in a like over overtly edited ep- uh, season because it's confusing and it's exhausting and I hate feeling like there's something they're not telling us. Yeah. And I'm so excited for Tasha. Yeah, and this has made it like extremely dramatic, really like the most dramatic in a while. In a while. So Chris Harrison's words are ringing true. Also some interesting tea um, that Mr. Mills shared. I can't for the life of me remember his first name. <laughs> Robert. Robert Mills shared was that um, Chriselle Staus was considered for The Bachelorette over 10 years ago. As, was she ever a contestant? No, he said, I actually had lunch with Chriselle. This was about 10 or 11 years ago to talk about being the bachelorette. Eventually it wound up being Deanna, um, who was the was one the girl. who spoke to Claire. He said there was a time when bachelorette was sort of done, just like every so often when they decided to do it. He said a casting director recommended Staus, who was on All My Children, for the gig. Oh, and they weren't just picking contestants. They were just picking people. Yeah. He said, we had this incredible lunch. I think it was at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and she was awesome. And I was convinced. I'm like, this is The Bachelorette. However, there was a big push at the time to give the role to Deanna Pappas, one of the two women sent home by Brad Womack in the season 11 finale. Got it. Even Ellen called ABC to recommend her. Chrishell? Deanna, which oh, is oh, why oh. it went to Deanna. Wait, what is Ellen's involvement? I don't know. He, she just like felt really strongly that it should be her. Can I say like that this week's episode was the first time I'd ever heard the name Deanna and like I've been watching The Bachelor forever? Well, now that I hear, like I agree, but now reading like Deanna Pappas and Brad, the Brad Womack, I didn't watch that season, but now it's all coming back to me. It's not even remotely ringing a bell and her face didn't ring a bell either when she sat with, um... Claire, but I actually think she gave some pretty good advice. Yeah, honestly, Chriselle would have been amazing on The Bachelor. I like, agree. she's so bachelory. Like, even she's so I, eligible. When I was watching her on the show, I'm like, she reminds me of everyone from The Bachelor. Yeah. Like, that really, she could have gone down that road and, like, still ended up being the exactly same person. Exactly where she is. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Except for, like, the Justin Hartley part. Oh, yeah, but that was, like, the worst part of, of all the things she's accomplished, that's, like, not even the coolest one, you know? Selling Sunset, Dancing with the Stars. But I don't think she would have been there without the marriage. It, yes. it would have been a very different situation. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like she could still be in The Bachelorette. Yeah, like, she's in the ABC family now with Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. And she's single. Mm-hmm. She, and she's beautiful. And she's, like, bachelory. Yeah. There's something, I don't know if it's, like, the haircut, the makeup, the foch. Like, there's that look. Yeah. She is the look. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. This sounds like a very interesting podcast episode yeah. for anyone looking for Bachelor Tea, Vile which files. is like a lot of people. Next story, a little unhappy couple news. Brad Pitt and his girlfriend, Nicole Paturalski, have broken up. Isn't she like 11? Is she? No. He's 27. She's 27. Okay. Brad Pitt and German model Nicole Paturalski have split, page six has learned. The couple who were spotted together in August are totally over, according to a source. It was never all that serious as it was cracked up to be, the source said. We're told the breakup happened a while back. How old is Brad Pitt? 56. And she's 27. Yes. So that is more than double, right? Just wondering. I'm not being judgy. I'm just genuinely like, is the math? 27 times two is... 52. And how old did you four, say he was? 54. And how old did you say he was? 56. So yes, okay, more than double. I was just, I'm not being shady. I'm just like genuinely, I'm curious, you know, I have a You're curious a mind. girl. I'm so into like digits. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> On the one hand, I want Brad Pitt to like be in love forever mm-hmm. and be in a relationship that makes him so happy. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, like, I don't know that I thought that this was like end game. No, I definitely did not think it was end game. And I don't know if I really see like a long-term relationship for Brad Pitt. I feel like he was in back-to-back Jennifer Aniston, 
uh, Angelina Jolie. And I feel like now he just wants to get, like, not to be disgusting, like, he just wants to get his dick wet, you know? He wants and, to get his freak on. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Like, his kids are grown, and I feel like it's not a midlife crisis because he's, like, already accomplished so much in, like, his family life. And I just feel like he's, like, over the drama of, like, tumultuous relationships. And I, I'm here for whoever he wants to bang. Like, I really am. I don't know. I think at a certain point, maybe we're nearing that point, like, he's going to want real companionship. Yeah, and I do think at some point, like, he might go back to Jen. Like, I, I really do feel that way. I know the internet would, like, literally implode and, like, shit itself. <laughs> but, and I don't even stand them necessarily. Even, honestly, when he broke up with her, I was, like, so team Angelina. But, and I was also seven years old at the time. Um, I don't, I don't, like, ship them so hard. But I do think there's a very strong possibility that, like, they get back together. I don't think at all. And, and, I, and I, not now, but soon. I don't think so. I mean... I think I'll have a substantial relationship, but I don't think that that's the one. And I still, and I don't think that she would ever do it. Even if she was dying to, I don't think she would. Oh, I 100% think she would. Like literally two fucking seconds. No, like that's just. No, I just think that she like literally would drop everything to go be with him. Wouldn't you? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I would. But after what he put her through, I don't know if, I, like, I, my dignity. I know, but also it. at the end of the day, it's like, did he actually put her through a lot? Or was it just, like, literally dramatized in the tabloids for over 10 years? No, no, I think he put her through a lot. And it was dramatized in the tabloids right. for over 10 years. It's literally still on the cover of every, like, supermarket magazine. Wow, I haven't been to a supermarket in so long. I was just thinking about that. I love the supermarket. I know. I need to go. I need to, like, see what's new in, like, the food aisle. Yeah, but with all, like, the delivery options, it's just, like, it's so easy not to go. But I know, but when I get my groceries delivered and I'm, like, shopping online like I can't think I of need course. to like, place myself in the store I need to visualize it I'm literally ordering from my previous order I'm like just refill my and cart I wasn't happy with my previous order either no I know and, I, and then the food comes and I'm like where is the food like <laughs> yes. it's literally just like water and rice cakes like and where is the food no I totally agree that's why you need to go to the supermarket to get inspired yeah but I don't live near any supermarkets it's probably the one downside of like, I love my apartment and I love everything about my building and my area. But the closest supermarket is, like, a couple avenues over, which is a fucking far walk, especially if you're carrying groceries. So um, that's a struggle. And that's why I'm using – I don't know how we went from talking about Brad Pitt to grocery stores. But um, – oh, yeah, grocery store tabloids. But I'm just saying, like, I, I love grocery stores. And you know what I really love? Non-city – suburban grocery stores oh my god of course you could get all your steps in like a Publix is sickening heaven on earth sickening the Publix a key down. food a key food sickening yeah but in the city like fairway is pretty legit fairway is actually incredible treats it depends on which location though because some of them when they don't have a lot of real estate they're built linear yeah, so and it's then three you're like floors. in the escalator with your car you yeah, know and it's like all the the aisles are like curvy it's like fucking tetris but the one on 32nd and second is truly a dream yeah that's a nice place to be because they've got some sweet treats that are like you want to eat you know unlike trader joe i mean i guess people like trader joe's but i just feel like everything there is healthy no i know but and then you, it's not because no. then they have like jingle jingle and all of these things that you see that go viral yeah. and it's like sweet treats and like no, maybe i should so, go to trader joe's something about trader joe's like it's good if you need something but like to have your whole apartment like be stocked from trader joe's is so bizarre to me because they don't sell like name brand there's no like nabisco there's no pull and spring it's just like trader joe's brands which is cool for them but something about it feels like very like hallmark movie where everything is like fake do you know what i mean it's yeah like prop food yeah no i don't get that vibe but i can't explain the vibe that i do get because it's like not whole foods but i do sort of categorize them together yeah no they're definitely similar but I think Whole Foods like carries 
products from other brands. Not the most well-known brands. You know, like Annie's. Right. Whereas like Trader Joe's is like Trader Joe's mac and cheese. Like it's, Are you, they don't have brands. I don't think so. I think they do. No, not really. No, they like don't. they literally have their own brand like for everything. But it's the same product. Yeah, but it's just like the obsession with themselves at Trader Joe's. Like that's what I find bizarre. Got it. So yes, in the city, I would definitely rank Fairway as the number one grocery store in this group. And then I think I would go Morton Williams. Yeah, but Morton Williams is just like standard. And so small. Yeah, you're not going to find any like new discoveries there. Actually, before Morton Williams, I would probably put like the last few dying D'Agostinos. No, no, no. Yeah, I love D'Agostino. No, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> but yes, not living near a grocery store is really hard. So that's what I was trying to no. say. And Brad Pitt, wishing you the best of luck in your romance. Endeavors. Yes, and speaking of romantic endeavors, Adele is saying that she's single after she's been linked to the rapper Skepta. And I'm not so, I'm feeling skeptical. Yeah, so the other day people were saying Adele had a new man, mm-hmm. the British rapper Skepta. But then yesterday she posted saying, Happy Halloween. I'm going back to my cave now to be the single cat lady that I am. Peace out till next year. So it felt like she just wanted to let us know that she's single. Because right. she could have made the sentiment on her caption like the same without like going out of her way to say that she was single. Right. Also, the single's in parentheses. So it was like single. Oh. She's, she's telling us something. She's singled out single. Yeah. And maybe it's because she heard like Brad Pitt was single. So she's like trying to keep her options oh, open. Oh, you know what? I know. That's what I was going to say next. That's not the most ri- like that actually makes a lot of sense. Adele and Brad Pitt like you would never think it but now that I'm seeing them together I feel like Brad Pitt obviously like loves a beautiful woman and Adele is stunning but I think he also really values like someone with like a neshama you Mm -hmm. know like a soul like a a, a great spirit about them and I've never met her but what I get from Adele is that not only is she like so inherently talented it's like she has a type of magnetic personality that people just like want to be around she's like hysterical but she literally could have made it as a comedian or a model but she like just happened to be like the most incredible singer in the world like I feel like she has that type of magnetic energy that Brad is really looking for yeah I I hope that someone sets them up on a date me too I don't know who Adele is friends with Jennifer Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper are friendly. Yeah. And And that might be how we get them together. Yeah, they have to get the the gang together. Yeah, like a a game night or something. Oh my God, that would just Adele definitely loves games. Deller. Yeah. Yeah, I hope Adele is out there playing the field. It sounds like she is, if she's being linked to someone, but then saying she's single, like she's letting all the other men on the bench know, like, no, 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 like there's other, like... Right, you're you're not special. You're still in the game. So I just... Hope that she is having a great ass time. Me too. I, I like get so mad when I think about what Adele has like been through because she had to give her uh, ex husband like seventy million dollars because Did like she? yeah she gave literally half her fortune. I think it was something because of like the British rules on, on like community property. I don't know what it was, but like I don't know why. Like that just makes me mad. Yeah, I didn't know that. That makes me mad. Like she literally bared her soul, toured for years, like worked so hard. And like here we are just like forking over $70 million to the man who broke her heart. No. No. But you know what? Like she like. She'll be fine. That situation has given her probably the fuel to make another 70 like that. 100%. Like one more album and tour, merch, you're fine. But it's just upsetting. Yeah, for sure. 
Okay, next story. Kylie Jenner admits to feeling sad about having to hide her true personality. So Kylie uh, joined James Charles on his YouTube channel, and she admitted to feeling sad about not being able to show her most authentic self. She said, I think that I showed my true personality for so long ago on Vine and Instagram, but as I got bigger and bigger, I realized when people used to say really mean things about how I really am, my personality and what I love the most about myself, it would hurt me more than almost playing a character. Mm -hmm. She said, so I just started doing a little less, which is sad. It makes me sad. James pointed out to his fans just how witty and funny Kylie is, to which she responded, you saying that, that's a bigger compliment to me, but it's something that is so sacred. I feel like this is something that has we've t- spoken about a good amount. Like Hashtag who is Kylie Jenner. Who is Kylie Jenner. And I think now she's in a place where she shows a little bit of herself, but enough like to keep us happy and, and a little enough to keep her protected. Right. Like if you followed her on social media and like watched her content, you would think she's like this dud because she really just doesn't share that much like about who she is. But what I find so interesting is that she's like this deeply complex, interesting, like personable person. And she really doesn't let people show that. And she still managed to literally become the most successful, like young entrepreneur because of social media without ever really showing us who she was. And I feel like in addition to some other reasons, that's maybe why she doesn't go on keeping up. Definitely. Because even like the snippets we got of her this season, and like in Palm Springs there was so much personality that jumped off the screen we got a whole new song I'm I'm gonna gonna get wasted I just finished a whole cup of 42 and I'm about to go for my second one Courtney what the fuck are you on so I just feel like she gives she might have to give too much of herself to be on the show in addition to like all the other reasons why she doesn't do it but that starts to make a little bit more sense. Yeah. And there, when when her Snapchat was, like, super popular and she had already become so famous, she, like, was in her house one night with Jordan Woods and they were, like, being crazy, like, sitting in the pantry eating cereal. And she was, like, it was the most personality we'd ever really seen from her. And she was, like, this is, like, the real me, you guys. Hashtag who is Kylie Jenner. And it was just, like, so sad. But it was really true. And then we never saw that girl again. Yeah. And maybe she's now popping out in this James Charles video. You know, yesterday I did say that I thought she was pregnant. And I still stand by that. But she did drink in the video. And her Instagram stories have been showing, like, a lot of, like, you know, midriff region. But I still stand by it. Um, okay. And I looked into it. Like I said that I would. And I don't think that she is. But she did open up in the video about her dream to expand her family. She said, I want more so bad. I actually think about it every day. I just still don't know when. I'm not planning. I don't have a time for that to happen. I don't know. So she definitely wants more kids. Claude thinks she's having them now. I don't think she's pregnant. But we'll find out soon enough, I guess. I feel like a a lot of them could be pregnant. I think Chloe could also very possibly be pregnant. And I don't know. People are thinking that Courtney and Scott are like Back back together. And I do think Courtney would have another kid. So... Okay, I don't think Chloe's pregnant either. And I think Courtney and Scott are the same Courtney and Scott that we've always seen. I think the picture that they took on the beach like is a picture that they could have taken even when Scott was dating Sophia and like nothing has changed. I think one of them's pregnant and I think it's Kylie, but we'll see. I really don't think any of them are. I do. But they'll let us know when they're ready, if they are. I do. They'll let us know when they're ready. Yeah, no, and I'm going to speculate until then. Oh, wow. Okay. I thought we were done doing that. No, never. Oh, my God. No, I literally think, like, you've said, like, we need to stop, like, asking women, like... No, did I ask them? I'm just speculating. Okay, fine. Do what you got to do. Yeah. I'm going to give them the space and time that they need. Okay, you're so much better than me. (laughs) Fifth and final story, a little new TV show news that sounds pretty good. The Masked Dancer might be even wilder... It's hard to say. Yeah, I know. The Masked... The Masked Dancer might be even wilder than The Masked Singer. 
Craig Robinson is set to host Fox's oh, The Masked Dancer. I fucking love Craig Robinson. With a group of panelists you will never be able to guess. Honestly, they are an interesting group of panelists, but I approve. So if you there's a show called The Masked Dancer, who do you think would be a judge? The one of the Huffs. Okay, that's a good guess, but no. J Lo. No. Jenna Dewan. No. They already have jobs doing that. Yeah, that's why so I'm it's saying like, them. Like the So is it young people, like new newer? Not super new. Uh dance okay, so like TikTokers? No. Dancers. Established celeb dancers. Hmm. Like they're literally I don't think you would you may be able to guess one. Wait, I really want to guess. Hold on. Boys okay. or girls? Two boys, two girls. Huh. Two boy dancers. No. No. The boys are not dancers. The girls are dancers. Yes. And one of them is a big dancer. A BD. A BD, like very established in the industry, has done this kind of work before. Oh my god, I literally the only person in my mind is Julianne Huff. Like who? Paula Abdul. Okay, I literally would have never guessed her. And the other woman is Ashley Tisdale. And the show's sounding worse and worse. And the two men are Ken Jung and Brian Austin Green. Excuse me? Yeah, your favorite guy. Oh my God. This show just went from actually being something I would potentially watch just because I, I absolutely adore Craig Robinson. I think he's actually one of the funniest comedians like of our generation and he doesn't get enough credit, first of all. Second of all, this panel of judges, like... Each name was more disgraceful than the next. I actually think the only person that I don't hate is Ashley Tisdale. Well, isn't Ken Jeong a a panelist on The Masked Singer? Okay, so that him coming over makes this the Masked Dancer. I know. I'm here for that. I guess, but like, and he's shown that he has judging chops. I think the one who makes the least sense is Brian Austin Green. One thousand percent. This is really bizarre. Like, it should literally be Charlie D'Amelio. Like, they want this to be successful or not? She would probably be like. A masked dancer. Yeah, but you need to have some, like, uh, star power on your panel. I mean, honestly, the the panel for masked singers, pretty good. Robin Thicke, Nicole Scherzinger, uh, Jenny McCarthy, even though she's not a singer. But, like, I don't know. I think that TV shows, like, really need to start hiring, like, Gen Z and millennial consultants because I don't know what they're doing over there, but, like, this was, like, a decent... Uh, not even a good, like, a decent idea that was really squandered like let us help you okay this is this could have been great now it's just fine and it's just bizarre here's the description of the new series the mesca de dancer will feature celebrity (laughs) contestants shaking their tail feathers while covered from head to toe in elaborate costumes and face masks that sounds like very technically challenging and by the way i always think it's hard to sing on the mask singer in those huge things can you imagine like shaking your ass i would have had i literally would go into heat stroke leaving audiences to guess their identities. Costume celebrities will be joined on stage by masked partners and, <laughs> and backup dancers as they perform a series of dances together, spanning from hip-hop to salsa, jazz, to tap dancing, and more. When it comes to dance styles, the sky is the limit. Can we talk about some of our favorite failed competition shows? Sure. You know which, what was one that like really made no sense? The Four. Oh, yeah, that was fucking weird. Like, yeah, but they got good judges. Talent. Oh, I thought they got really good singers. Both. Megan Trainer was a judge. P. Diddy? DJ Khaled hosted. Yeah, uh, Charlie Walk. And Charlie Walk, who, it's like a big music industry exec, but I think he was brought down in the Me Too movement. Um, <laughs> so maybe that was like the demise of the show. But there was a fourth one, right? Because they're the four. 
Oh, that is what they would be. Yeah. I guess I could just do a swift Google. I really search. miss the days of X Factor. I think that was the perfect reality show. And to be honest, if there's a voice uh, a singing competition show and Simon Cowell isn't involved, like I'm not interested. Okay, here's the team. On the four. Um, Sean Diddy Combs and DJ Khaled and Megan Trainer were panelists, and Fergie was a host. And they obviously um, cut Charlie Walk out of yes. that description because he was the little man on the end. Yeah, he was like the, you know, the token. The LA industry. Reed. Yeah. The Simon Cowell. Right. L.A. Reid was on X Factor. There was just a time where X Factor was like literally the cornerstone of my day. Like, that, first of all, that's where I discovered Fifth Harmony. Remember Carly Rosson and Claire? Mm-hmm. There was so many, so much goodness. B. Miller. Right. And she's actually pretty big. Um, but then there was also like the amazing judges. Demi Lovato was a judge. Britney Spears was a judge. They were paying them like $30 million for like 10 episodes. It was crazy. Yeah. But there but was. X Factor really never hit that big here. Here. But Fifth Harmony did, like... Yeah. Well, because they just, you know, the cream, the cream always rises. But, like, right. it, it's so big in the UK. And isn't that where we got... One Direction. Susan Boyle? Yes. Fabulous. Well, that might be Britain's Got Talent. No, I think it was X Factor. Okay. You know what I don't watch either is America's Got Talent. No, my, me neither. But it's not for any particular reason. I actually think they always pick great hosts. They went from Nick Cannon, Tyra, and now Terry Crews, who I love. Um, I'm just like not interested in seeing people's talents if it's not singing. Like, yeah, no, like dancing and like magician. acrobats and like magician. To me, yeah. to me, like it's like a fourth grade talent show. And no, that's literally what it is. America's Got Talent show. And the singers always rise and they always usually win. Yeah. So that's why I don't like America's Got Talent. But there have just over the years been so many random like competition, like singing or just like talent shows that – I love to take a walk down memory lane. Yeah, I don't really watch that many. I guess it's just not my format, except for Shark Tank mm-hmm. and Songland. Such a brilliant show. Brilliant. Both um, are so brilliant. Both have like taught me so much about industries that I really did not know much about. That's actually true, especially about Shark Tank, like the nature of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Entrepreneurship. Mesca de dancer. Entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as they say on Shark Tank, Shark Tank has ignited the entrepreneurial spirit of America. It's mad true. And I feel like before Shark Tank, if you said you were an entrepreneur, it's like, oh, you're unemployed. And now it's like, oh, either you're unemployed or you're like very successful. And just that like balance has really done wonders for the entrepreneur community. (laughs) I agree. No, I like, it's not as much of like a sad word anymore. Like it actually has some weight to it. And that's because of people like Mark Cuban and Damon and all those wonderful guys. And the crew. And the crew. They're back actually. They're doing like socially distanced episodes. I haven't watch yet I haven't watched either I go in like in phases you know and I don't like to watch one episode on Hulu I need like four yeah so I just like to binge speaking of TV the Real Hospice of Orange County was on last night and I'm just like really excited to announce that I didn't watch it and I'm excited to announce that I knew that Claudia wasn't watching it so I didn't watch it and instead I finished my book and then I treated myself to an episode of Queen's Gambit oh my god I watched one too one also the when she she finally gets to Paris oh I'm, I'm I'm not there she just left Las Vegas Oh, she's so, like, determined. You know who she reminds me of? And I know no one's going to feel my call. Wait, but but she is reminding me of someone, so I'm hoping you can nail it. Because my calls are based on mind, body, and spirit, as you know. Um, And she reminds me of Kendall Jenner. What? Not at all. People, you'll see it soon. Not at all. But it's such a good show. I treated myself. And the reason why I didn't watch Real Housewives of Orange County last night is because I've really just been prioritizing sleep. And... Once you listen to your body and your body says, like, we cannot watch this trash. We need to go to sleep. It's such a mind-blowing experience. And I really, 
I implore our listeners to prioritize sleep. Yeah. And for me, it was like, I knew you weren't watching and I needed to finish my book. So like that was the priority. But then when I did have a little bit of time, I was like with Bruno and I'm like, I don't want him to judge me for the trash that I watch. No, you're walking, welcoming him into your home and you're going to show him Gina. Like, honestly, no. (laughs) (laughs) That would be setting a bad example. Right. So instead I was like, let's learn a little bit about chess. Oh yeah. See, that's the kind of... I firmly believe like the the culture and the media you put around your children like really has an impact on them. You are what you watch. Right now, I feel like Theo was really born on like friends and that's why he's such a friendly person. That's so true. I'll have to figure out like what Bruno's likes likes and dislikes are going to be. So I'm going to watch at some point. We'll just restart our OC recaps next week. I'm not in the mood to like recap it tomorrow. Okay. Like that's just pathetic. (laughs) If it was a good show, maybe. But also Kardashians are on tonight. And also like I haven't heard anything about the episode. Like me neither. So I think we're okay. Sorry. So we'll just pick back up next week and Kardashian recap tomorrow, which I will be watching. I'm actually going over to my friend Anna's house tonight and she's cooking dinner and she's such a good cook. Like I'm really looking forward. I'm going to go over in like stretchy pants and no makeup and just like feast and then sit on her couch and watch Kardashians. Wow. That sounds so amazing. I'm recording Redheads and and I'll be getting home and getting my little man. And oh, I'm watch. going to meet the little man. Oh, he hasn't ever seen Kardashians. He's going to love it. Oh, he definitely feels like the type of man who appreciates... Strong, you know, successful women. Strong, successful, and beautiful women. And he himself, I, I think, is going to grow up to be beautiful, stunning, and smart. Yeah. It'll be so wonderful to like watch him grow and see what he does with his life. Okay, we need to wrap the show because I forgot I'm going over to Bruno's place and I'm going to get to meet him for the first time. So if you want to see what Bruno looks like, head over to my Instagram, head over to Pups with No Job. He's just the cutest little man. And um, I'm just really excited for this journey for myself. We are here at the Toaster so excited. We will support you. This is obviously a, you know, we provide free daycare for all of our employees <laughs> here at the Morning Toast. So Bruno is always welcome here if you need to, you know, change his diaper or anything like this is a very safe space for you yeah and, I, mean and that. I will bring him to the show maybe next week I'll see how he's doing like on an adjustment level mm-hmm. so we'll see him on the show soon but not too soon and then eventually once he's in a rhythm like he'll be a staple just like, just like his Theo. cousin thank you guys so much for listening to the morning toast the millennium morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube so if you're watching us on YouTube please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up we are also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found so that's Spotify iTunes Stitcher Public Radio iHeartRadio CastBox all the places even Amazon Music now so wherever you listen to podcasts find us the morning toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful stunning and smart we are don't forget tomorrow is toastoween make sure you are subscribed to us on youtube it's going to be an episode you're not going to want to miss so don't forget that have an amazing day and we'll see you tomorrow goodbye goodbye goodbye, goodbye. goodbye.